Welcome to episode number 12 of the Optometrist Business School podcast. Coming up on this week's show, we're going to be talking about a topic called the riches in the niches. Now, it's going to be short and sweet, but it's going to be very fast paced. So buckle up and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Optometrist Business School podcast with John Prowse. As an optometrist himself and with a highly successful private cash-based practice in the UK, this show is dedicated to helping great optometrists become profitable business owners. Thanks for joining and now let the class begin. Okay, so what am I talking about? The riches in the niches. Now, for my UK listeners, I apologize for using the American term uh, niches. Over here in the UK, for my American listeners, we pronounce niche, niche. But riches in the niches doesn't quite go. So I'm going to try and use the American term uh, because it sounds better. (laughs) So the more niche your practice is, the more success you will have. That's the number one thing to take away from today's show. So a good tip, and I've said this before, is take a look at what everyone else is doing and do the opposite. Okay, so if you're an independent, what you want to do is look around at what all the other independent practices are doing. They are generally copying the big boys. They're copying the the discount stores. So over here in the UK, a lot of independents try to copy spec savers, which are for the US listeners, spec savers are a big national franchise and their their USP is basically stack them high and sell them cheap. So they do buy one, get one free, uh, free photochromic lenses, complete prices from £25, two for one for £69. And I think a lot of uh, independents are trying to, to copy this. And I think that's a, a big mistake. And the other thing that I see a, a big mistake of independents doing is trying to appeal to everybody. That's what the big companies do, like Specsavers. They appeal, they try to appeal to students, to kids, to old age pensioners, to people on benefits, to contact lens wearers, to, to everybody. So the whole topic of today is about becoming really niche with your product or your service in your optometry practice. My really my first live lesson that I did on the Optometrist Business Growth School, which is the six week program I'm currently doing. And the first lesson was all about the the unique selling proposition that you have. And a lot of people brush over this topic, but I, I spoke to at, about it at length because it's so important. It's the foundation of your business. So and in that that first lesson, I talked about how you should become really, really laser focused on on your target market, okay, and make your USP all about that. So try and focus in on perhaps one area of expertise. So it could be it could be contact lenses, it could be a very focal specialist, it could be sunglasses. But whatever you choose to to focus in on, just make it very, very clear to your your target market that's what you specialize in don't try to appeal to everybody okay that's what a lot of optical businesses do they appeal to the whole family and if you open up your local yellow pages 
if you still have one. And you'll see a lot of independents. Their, their USP, their slogan is, I care for all the family. And one of the first people who came to me for, for help with their, their business, his actual, the name of his practice, well, I won't say it for confidentiality reasons, but his name of his business was practically something along the lines of, you know, I care for all the family opticians. So it's very, very general. And what I'm, I'm finding the most success with is it, the more specific you can be with your product and service, the better your success will be in your practice. Now, I think a lot of business owners are actually scared of, of creating such a laser-focused message. They're, they're scared and, and they are fearful that l they will exclude too many people. But here is the beauty of this. This is the magic. When you become laser-focused in, in one service or one product, people still come to you, even though that you perhaps say only well, you specialize in, in my case, specialize in rimless eyewear, lightweight eyewear. And I, I say it's mainly for people who are 50 and over. Does that mean I don't get people younger than that age coming to see me? No. Does that mean I don't do frames that uh, are not rimless? No. I still do lots of other glasses. But because I've been came known as a the the specialist the person to go for if you want lightweight rimless eyewear i attract people who are aligned with that already but i also attract people who perhaps don't even want rimless eyewear but they see me as specializing in a particular type of frame so they come to see what other frames i have so in a way less is more just simply don't fear about being laser focused in fact, the more specific you get with your message, the more powerful it is. So what am I, if you go onto my, my website on the About Us page, I actually say I specialize in providing an eye care service for, for people over 50 who are looking for lightweight eyewear, lightweight glasses. And, so, and you, you do, you attract more people who align with your niche, who align with your business values you attract those people and those people by the way are my ideal patients so whoever your ideal patients are you want to become laser focused in all your marketing messages about what appeals to them okay you want to really specialize in the things that appeal to them so for anybody that has a dog for example if you have a black Labrador, like I do, and I was in a pet store and I saw generalist dog food, <clears throat> but then I saw dog food specifically for black hungry Labradors, then I would go with this one because it's, it's laser focused. It aligns with, with me. So... That's how you can attract your ideal customers, become laser focused on what appeals to them. Don't try to be a generalist. That's what everybody else is doing. Become laser focused. And the other good thing about that, you, you also, like I said, you attract new clients who aren't in that niche as well. Okay, because like I say, they see you as an expert, you specialize in something. 
So let's just do some more examples to really drive this message home. So you've probably all heard of Volvo, the car manufacturer. Now, you might not know this, but Volvo's target market is 35-year-old women who have two young children. Okay, so have you noticed that is very specific? This is not females in general. It's not even 35-year-old males. It's very specific. It's the gender, it's the age, and the fact that they have two young children. Now, does that mean Volvo only attracts people who fit this profile? No, but they align very strongly with these people and they attract them because they these people are more likely to buy their their product because it's safe and it's it's what appeals they've done their market research it's what appeals to them so all their marketing is aimed at these people but you for example the a few months back i was talking to one of my patients and we got talking about cars and he actually had a volvo now he was actually about 78 years old just because the volvo don't advertise broadly doesn't mean that they don't get other customers coming in they do but in the case of volvo they know very specifically who they want to go after so once you know very specifically your target market the beauty of that is you can revolve all your marketing around that patient around that person so you could speak directly to them and when when you're speaking directly to them they are more aligned with your with your business and more than likely to come in and do business with you now with volvo they aimed at 35 year old women with kids probably because the idea is if they do a good job with their their car these people are at the age group where they might get additional cars further down the line uh, and they talk a lot about safety but just because they're aiming at this 35 year old age group with two young kids doesn't mean they exclude the a lot of other people so in the case of my 78 year old patient he was still aligned with part of that that targeting message about the safety issue uh, because he enjoyed driving his wife around the country uh, in a safe in a safe vehicle so don't be scared about becoming very very laser focused you will attract your ideal patients into your practice and you'll still attract other people from from outside your ideal group okay but one important point to remember is the pareto's principle so it's the 80 20 rule if you look at your database right now you'll find 80 percent of your business 80% of your sales is coming from just 20% of your patient base. So what I want you to do is look at who they are. Who is this 20% of your patient base? They're more than likely are your ideal patients. Just 20% of them are bringing in 80% of the business. Once you know who they are, become very, very laser focused about creating a marketing message that appeals directly to them. And you'll still find you attract people from outside of that ideal group because you, you stand for something. You, are, you offer a product and it creates this expert authority in that particular field. And let's just do one more example so let's say you have a heart problem 
would you more likely to go and see a GP who specialises in the heart? Or would you more likely to go and see a general practitioner, a doctor who is literally, that's all they do, general practice? Now, most people would want to go and see that general practitioner who has an area of speciality. They specialise in heart problems. Now, does that mean that GP who specialises in heart problems won't see other people who are coming to him with earache or common cold? No, he's still going to see other people, but he's going to attract people who, who align with his area of speciality. So that's the point I'm trying to drive home. The more specific you can get, the the more the, you, you'll be able to attract your ideal patient and the more new business you will get. And you'll get other business from people who aren't in your ideal patient base. Now, one final word on this is you you will though, there was no doubt about it, you will exclude a certain amount of patients. When you becoming laser focused, you will exclude patients. But these are people who totally don't align with anything you stand for. And that is a good thing. Okay. So in the case of Volvo, going back to Volvo, they're classed as a, a more of a premium car manufacturer known for their safety. So although they may still attract people who aren't in that age group, in the case of the 78-year-old man, they're still going to attract him based on that they offer a very safe vehicle, but they will exclude people who simply just want a cheap and nasty car to get them from A to B. Okay. So when I'm talking about rimless eyewear, I specialize in rimless eyewear for people over 50. I still attract younger people than that who, who are interested in perhaps other forms of eyewear that aren't rimless. And that's fine. But what I tend to... Uh, repel is people who perhaps just want their own benefits and they just want cheap and nasty glasses. Now, I don't repel them on purpose. If they come into the practice, I look after them and I give them the option. But if they just find me by chance, but all my marketing excludes them. I'm I'm laser focused on my ideal patient, my ideal clients. And that's why a lot of people are actually fearful of having spec savers uh, about as their competitor. But I love having spec savers as my competitor because it it gives, otherwise my practice would be really, really busy with seeing all types of patients. So I just want to be really, really busy seeing my best ideal clients. People who, who don't want the lightweight eyewear, they don't want a premium a good quality very focal they just want something cheap and nasty and they're not bothered about it falling to bits they tend to go to places like spec savers spec savers is great for that so don't be fearful of spec savers and if you work for spec savers and you listen to this podcast no offense intended okay so i hope you've kind of got my message from today's podcast um, and I'll leave you with this very, very powerful quote that really just finishes off and drives home my message from today. So it's from a guy called Herbert Bayard Swope. He was the first recipient of the Pulitzer Prize. 
And he said, I can't give you a surefire formula for success, but I can give you a formula for failure. Try to please everybody all the time. Now that just summarizes everything that we've talked about today very nicely. You, you can't please everybody and keep them all happy. That's just a sure fire formula for failure. Okay, so try and just please your ideal patients and exclude your non-ideal patients and good things will happen. Thank you for listening. Take care and I'll see you on the next podcast. Thank you for listening to the Optometrist Business School Podcast. If you want to advance your business education even faster, head over to www.optometristmarketingacademy.com for instant access to reports and online training classes. We will see you again next time for another episode of John Prowse's podcast show. And remember, your best preparation for tomorrow is doing your best today.